Greetings, travelers. I'm Josh. And I'm Kahi. And we're the, the Genshin, Genshin guys. guys. Welcome all this podcast is for fans of Genshin Impact, the mobile game made by Hoyoverse, also known as MiHoYo. Here we talk about our opinions, experiences, and dreams about Genshin Impact. If you like our show, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast. Okay, well, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while since our last new episode. It's been almost a month. It's been 84 years. (laughs) It's been way too long. And so um, we, yeah, so I mean, I mentioned this a little bit before, but I had some huge life stuff happening. If you are in the Discord, you know I've been keeping everybody updated. I've been around. But, uh, you know, podcast recording has been difficult. I've been trying to get settled, trying to find a place here in Los Angeles, California. It's pretty great. Los Angeles is a really nice place. There's so many cool things here. I've met so many cool people already. But yeah, just getting settled and trying to get everything figured out. I have a new job. This is a new place for me. I don't know anybody. It's been really tough. So, you know, I, I did post in the Discord that I have a, uh, a Ko-Fi, which is like a sort of like a donation thing. If you are able to financially support, I would really appreciate it. Um, I will put my Ko-Fi link in the description. It's really just to help me get get moving again get the ball rolling i actually plan to do like a um genshin impact meetup and like things like that here in la so anything that you help me with would go back to the community so i really appreciate uh if you have the ability to do that if you're not financially stable and able to do that you know join the discord just to hang out with us and um feel feel free to support that way as well come check out my twitch i'll be streaming more often i've not been streaming that much either recently but now that I'm getting settled, it is uh, going to be happening more often. So thank you all so much for your patience and your support for the podcast. And hopefully I'll hear from you soon. All right. So that's pretty much what's been going on with me other than playing Reverse 1999. Kahi, <laughs> how are you doing? Well, I have actually been playing the game going in the opposite direction of time. I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> I've been... Uh, with your great polarity of games that we're playing. Yes. I know, right? Um, yep, definitely playing some other stuff. I've actually been taking a slight break from Destiny 2 because, I mean, this season I kind of got everything I needed. Some of the stuff that I use, my equipment got disabled. So I'm like, well, I'll just let them fix the game first, come back later. Probably not going to play Destiny 2 for a little bit because, I mean, we have like a seasonal based thing, which is kind of like patches in Genshin. So I'm just going to wait for the next patch, maybe try it out. But yeah, I've been playing some other stuff, catching up on a lot of anime. There's so much good shows lately. Oh, oh my anime. goodness, there's so many great... Oh, mm-hmm. I caught up to Boku no Hero Academia. Oh, wow, been a while, yes. It's I... so good. <laughs> that That is one of those shows where it's always going to be good. It's like really popular than Dead Silent, the moment that last episode is, uh. is done. <laughs> uh. Oh, speaking of last episode, um, for those of you who have been keeping up with Attack on Titan... Attack on Titan, I believe, has been going on for almost a decade. Sounds about and it's right. Concluding. It's the last episode's coming out soon. The last so episode, the final, the final season, the, the last final se- <laughs> <laughs> the last final part three. You know what's hilarious? When they started to do the final season, part uh-huh. one, and I thought, just call it another season. Just stop saying final season and break it up into five parts. Right? It's, it's so why? Annoying. I know I have fond memories of that show. I dipped out a while ago i'm i'm good i got everything i needed out of that moved on i mean i kind of want to watch it it. like so that i can like 
just be able to talk about it because I was really into it at the beginning, but I mean, I don't know. Now it just seems like it's been, <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll watch it after it dies down for a bit or something, you know? I mean, when the Genshin anime comes out, maybe we'll have like an anime discussion segments just because we'll oh, have more Genshin sure. content to talk about and compare and contrast. Yeah, but that'll be fun. That'll be much... that'll be all you, man. I, I need mm -hmm. that's gonna oh, be your territory. Be <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't wait for that anime. Yeah, every single person I talk to at work, except like one, watches it. Watches anime. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, have, I need, haven't met someone. You that need does. some new friends. Ah, <laughs> uh, you have to replace the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, I mean, the Genshin anime hopefully comes out soon. Um, but yeah, so let's see, let's start with going with today's topics. Um, first we have our weeks in Genshin, Genshin news. We have the Archon quest 4.2 chapter four, act three and four story quests. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And we're going to talk about the waterborne poetry event story as well as our community discussion question and one last wish. So before we jump into our first topic, uh, just another shout out to join the Discord if you haven't already. I want to just give a big thank you to our mods who, while I have been moving, while I've been doing all this stuff and have been away, our mods have been doing amazing work in the server, just helping everybody with uh, keeping, you know, keeping people active and doing events and things. We did a, a bunch of events recently for Halloween. We're actually still in the middle of it right now as we're recording. But I, I really want to thank Fox with Wings, Rex Lap Isn't, Rye 606, WL Forever Bana, Salido, Kazu, and Healing Halo, all of our all of our wonderful mods in the Genshin Guys Discord server. So thank you guys so much. And um, if you haven't met them yet, if you haven't joined the Discord server yet, now is your chance. <laughs> you can do it whenever, but the link will be in the description. Come and hang out with us. We're gonna be doing weekly game nights and things. We were for a Halloween event, we were playing among us but we weren't playing like the normal among us they have a new hide and seek mode which is kind of like dead by daylight you have to like do tasks and the monster is like really obvious like it's not like you have to guess who the imposter is everybody knows who the imposter is you just gotta run away from them and it's very very fun kahi you should try it with us sometime <laughs> it was really awesome i think i just love watching like <laughs> among us games like that because it's so much more entertaining on the sidelines yeah well the, the arguing ones sure but this is literally like a run away from the monster like hide and seek tag like it's a it's a mode that's built into the game officially it's totally different i think i remember a game like that yeah no pe like people used to like do a, that like they used to do it for fun but no but there was like a there was like a hide and not hide and seek game but like a tag game it was like werewolves versus hunters and oh, you were literally like you were like, going from rooftop to rooftop. It was almost like, I want to say like Spider-Man movement, but everyone could move like that. Like whether you're a hunter or the werewolves, but the werewolf had like good melee attacks, but the hunters could have like some ranged attacks. Oh. So it's like you basically take turns chasing each other oh, across a whole city, which is fantastic. It looks like old Fontaine. Yeah, well, well, we'll be trying stuff like that. And, you know, maybe in the future we'll have some more games to play, but uh, Jackbox or, or like whatever. But it's really fun, so I definitely recommend joining the Discord, especially if you want to make some new friends. We have a lot of cool people in there. And thank you to everyone that's joined the Discord since the last podcast. Um, there's been some really cool active people, and uh, we really appreciate you. Okay, so let's get started with our first topic, which is our weeks in Genshin. Alright, Kahi, how has your week in Genshin Impact been? Uh, as far as this week, I have been doing two 
I have two main goals. I'm trying to farm an alternate New Valette artifact set because I've been using kind of, not technically like his meta set, but I've been using the, the Shimanawa set, which gives him like extra charged normal and charged attack damage after use a skill, but it drains my Your energy, energy recharge yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And that's been actually doing really well, but it's focused on like crit and crit damage and attack, right. which is a normal set for anyone who wants to use it. And he's been doing really good damage, but then I noticed his HP wasn't as high as I wanted it to. I'm trying to get him to move, I'm trying to get Nuvalet to be at least forty thousand HP. Because right now the how much are you doing per character? tick of damage on your charge attack when you have the buff? Like twenty k. Okay. Charge attack. That's pretty low. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to think of. Okay, what if I go with all HP artifact sets? So I've been going back to Sumeru and going after the Nymph's Dream sets, the bluish turquoise one. Which kind of matches Nuvalet a little bit better. Wait, wait do you just not you... want to do his, like, Marchese C Hunter set? Um, not that one, because the the Nymph set always also gives, like, um, Hydro, just Hydro damage bonus already. Uh -huh. And, like, it uh, affects, uh, if your health goes up or down, you'll increase the effect, the damage output. And it just looks better. I'm, I'm sure if I go to the new, the new ones, it'll be just as good, but I also... If it affects Hydro characters too, I might as well just get that. Maybe I want to do uh, maybe more damage dealing or attack focused Mona, or if I want to go to any other Hydro character in the future, I want to have something that's kind of meant for them too. Um, but also at the same time, I've been testing out a new team. I went back to good old Dia to have a new thematic team set. So I have Dia on a team with Kazuha and Hazo and Noel, uh, and I call it Heat Wave because it's actually still pretty hot here in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm surprised we don't have any cold weather. Oh yeah, speaking of which, um, the weather is pretty great now. Uh, I forgot to <laughs> give everyone the update on that. Right, right. Uh, how's the weather where you are, Josh? Oh, I mean, it's uh, uh, how are we doing? It's pretty. Uh, Los Angeles <laughs> is pretty nice though. Actually, it's like um, sometimes hot, but then not always that hot. There's a nice breeze during the day, and then it gets like kind of chilly at night. Pretty good. Yeah. Well. One of the reasons why I put two animal characters on a team with Dia is because, you know, her skill kind of takes a long time to, to kind of, it's a long cooldown, so it takes a long time to recharge. So two animal, for those of you who don't remember, like two animal people on your team will like lower the cooldowns of your abilities just slightly, but it does help for anyone who has like a skill that takes more than 10 seconds to reset. And so it really helps with Dia because she creates a field and so you basically always have the field on. Maybe like two or three seconds of no feel, but it's it's been pretty good. And they all have the same kind of color scheme. They're all like warm colors. So you know me and my thematics, the cosmetics, the cosmetic player. I like how the team looks. Kind of kind of has a good color palette going on. But it's been really fun because I also have been using Hazel more in in place of Risley. Um, do you have Risley? Are you using him? So funny story. I got Risley on my NA account. And, uh -huh. Oh, right. I think you mentioned that. Right. So, like, I've been trying to, like, catch my NA, NA account up because it's only um, AR50 and World Level 7. And so, actually, the other day I was doing Twitch and we did co-op and there were people from the server were just helping me. <laughs> just helping me get some materials that I needed. But um, I do not have him on my Asia account. I'm trying to get him. But if I don't, honestly, that's fine because I have him on my NA account and I got to level that up anyway. But I want to get Farina for sure. So 
you know, because I have Risley, it's kind of okay that if I miss him on my main account because I'll just get him when he comes back. Which, by the way, Sarah made a good point. I think it was Sarah in the in the Discord made a really good point that we're going to be getting a lot of reruns of characters we already have for a while, most likely, right? Because we have, I mean, we just have so many characters now. So, um, you know, there's, there's only four more Fontaine characters coming out. Yeah, that we know then, of, right? So, like, if if yeah. we if there's no surprise characters coming out, then we can just you can just skip entire banners, right? They're gonna always they always rerun like Fontaine characters too. Like, like they always rerun the characters that came out that version, like 3.0, like 4.0. So chances are we're probably gonna get like a Linny rerun soon, and they um and then we're gonna get a new Valette rerun after that with the Risley rerun. So like all those times where there's reruns and stuff like. I'll probably have more Primo gems saved up by then. And Farina would be twice, right? Because Nahida was twice. Yeah, usually the everyone is twice. Like before, like before four point, you know, whatever is over. Unless there's a character that comes out like at the end half, most of the characters come back twice. From what I remember, anyway. Pretty sure that's how it goes. Yeah, because I remember pretty much all the Archons being available twice in the same year mm -hmm. and they're usually longer Zhongli has been on a lot of banners but venti as well i haven't actually seen venti on very many banners in the past yeah i'm kind of tempted to roll for venti because i mean that <laughs> it's like probably the best ultimate in the game it's better than kazuha's definitely and if you're gonna go with like animal crowd control that is literally a black hole yeah so Pretty much, yeah. For my week, I've been focusing on getting a new artifact set for a new Valette with tons of HP. I really like this new Dia team. Um, and just because it's been getting hot lately, I have to use a, a hot character. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. What about you? What's up? <laughs> what you been up to in Genshin? So, I kind of mentioned it, um, like, when working on my NA account. Um, on my... On both accounts, I waited super last minute to do the poetry event. <laughs> so... I uh same yeah like I, I just did all of it in one go um earlier this week and then I'm actually going to do the NA one today the last day <laughs> like after this podcast while I'm editing the podcast um just to you know build up primo gems and stuff but yeah it's it's been um you know obviously I haven't been able to play as much unfortunately but I uh just been doing what I have to do making sure I do all the limited stuff and um I've not explored much so I do know that when the time comes where like for example at the end of this risley banner if i'm like you know what i really want risley and i don't want to like spend money i still have so much to do i have so many quests to do i have so many so much exploring to do so you know i'm just kind of letting it all build up so that i have more to go back to when i finally have time to deep dive back into the game again but yeah that's pretty much it um for our weeks in genshin so let's move on to genshin news Okay, in Genshin news. So, we actually have pretty big news. So, first of all, there is the birthdays, which, um, since we haven't been doing podcasts for the last month, uh, we had Xingqiu's birthday on October 9th, Xinyan's birthday on October 16th, Sayu's birthday on October 19th, Yula's birthday on October 25th, Nahida's birthday on October 27th, Yay. and today's birthday is Kazuha's birthday on October 29th. 
Whew, that's a lot. I think of Nahida has the most important birthday because <laughs> her oh, no. trailer teaser. Yeah. Oh man, her whole thing is about like that. Her whole video was about a birthday. Oh no, so sad memories. Oh my goodness. But she's okay now. <laughs> oh, the memories. She's um, fine. She is. She's fine. So, she's so we had those birthdays, and. Oh my gosh! So the live stream was supposed to be this week. I know. Yeah, I was, I was looking forward to it. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, I was also looking forward to. It. I was like, oh, then it's gonna get me excited again. Now that I've finally started to settle down a little bit, but nope. So unfortunately, the live stream was postponed, and while there was no official um, reasoning, um, it, it turns out that the same day uh, there was an ex uh, important official person in China that passed away, and so the country is in mourning. And so there was something similar that happened before when we had like a delay in some kind of Hoyoverse live stream. So I think a lot of people are extrapolating that's probably the reason. And um, so, but we have not yet heard an official date of when the live stream is going to be postponed to. And some people are wondering and are sort of worrying because I think this week is supposed to be the Honkai Star Rail live stream too. So what's gonna happen <laughs> like you know what i mean so we'll we'll see what happens soon um kai are you still playing honkai star rail uh yes definitely i am building up my jing liu oh the right. most broken character i've ever seen <laughs> in the game this is i mean she's more broken than sila definitely more broken than her um i am so i am shocked how like fast the power creep characters have arrived already this is, this is why this I'm character. not worried about get, not getting Sila when she first yeah. came around. Uh huh. And, and you, this is like the you can definitely tell the development strategies and you know workflows are different. The teams are different because I guess the the way that these characters are crafted are based off of just okay. There's a basic attack, and then there's a skill, and then there's a turn. There's it's very rigid, very oh, not rigid it's a the framework of combat is very uh what is it it's very stiff there's not much you can do in combat because you either press this button or this button you can't move there's no movement in the game you can manipulate speed for turns but like there's only so many things you can do to augment that kind of combat so it's inevitable that there's going to be people that do more actions with a single ability or with a single button press this is one of those characters where you can literally do three or four things in a single turn, which is a little a little much already. It's great, and I have but, and I have Bronya with her, my E three Bronya, who I lost fifty fifty to her because whatever. But Bronya's great, but yeah, she's good, right? Yeah, she's she's so broken. Um, yeah, not much other news, but there is one thing I do want to briefly mention. Uh, there has been a little bit of drama in the community. I don't know if you know know this one, but some streamers and some uh, I guess siblings of streamers have been getting into some altercations. Wait, what? I don't know about this. What teams. is this? What? Okay, it's um, you know Tectone, right? Uh huh. Okay, Tectone. Uh, he's not the bad guy in this one. He's not this time. He's been fine. He's been fine. He's been very outspoken in his opinions about metas and about the game. He's he doesn't like Genshin anymore, which is understandable but i just want to bring up something so basically there's another streamer and the brother of this streamer and they were having an argument about a video an opinion from tectone that was really long time ago and it got to a point where he got so upset and very heated about it where 
You didn't see anything, there was only audio, but it sounded like there was some kind of physical abuse where it was either something was thrown or something or someone was hit. I just want to point out something, and the, that's basically what the incident was. And now it's just everyone's talking about it, people arguing about who was right, why are you defending this person, whatever. It the whole the whole root of this conflict was opinions about characters. So I want to I want to bring up something about this. This is the reason why I wanted to bring this up as far as news. So we our our particular podcast we pride ourselves in being you know very level headed, calm. In our discussions about character abilities, power, and you know, general like gameplay stuff, and none of our opinions are very like they. None of our opinions get heated. None of our discussions get to this level of arguments and debates. I mean, there's things that I do with my characters that no one does with their characters. There's always the absolute best way to play a character. There's always the best teams, but we've never been like, oh, you shouldn't do this or. There's, there's no reason to do this. It's not. It, we've never gotten to a point where we said our opinion is better than another opinion. But for a lot of the people in our community and just Genshin community as a whole, for you have to really understand something. You want to try your best not to let yourself get too overly passionate about how you play a game, because. These can easily lead into arguments and unnecessary arguments and quarrels online. We've seen it too. We've seen discussions get out of hand. And just as a reminder, it's a game. Just enjoy it how you want it to. Let other people enjoy it how you want it to. But don't let it get to a point where you're getting physically violent to just bolster your argument and point and opinion. You can have an opinion but let others have theirs too. It's just, it's sad that it's gotten to this point where someone in this gaming community has been getting this aggressive. And it, it's weird that we're, that I, from what I've seen, I've been agreeing with Tectone and I know a lot of people don't like the guy, me, but from what included. I've seen, I, yeah, you don't like the guy and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't watch the guy's content, but this particular incident, for me to start agreeing with, to for, to make Tectone sound like the most level-headed person in this whole, in this whole incident, say it says a lot about what happened. So, yeah, I, I mean, I know you don't I like know obviously, what happened, but just yeah, like obviously, <sighs> this is this. I feel like this should apply in every situation. Like, if you have an opinion about something, you are entitled to it, and you're allowed to say it. But it's the people that are unable to accept other people's opinions that and 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 uh show it in ways of just like displays of violence or what have you that's a problem i think the worst part about this is that it's happening in a video game community in this event specifically but i think that this advice or what you're saying should really apply to everything that involves an opinion mm -hmm. you know there's no need to get violent over an opinion and um you know, it's one thing if someone's insulting someone, right? But if it's an opinion, like, I think this is the best character. No, I think this is the best character. You know, that, whatever. Like, it's an opinion. I, why do I, no, banana's the best fruit. No, no apple's the best fruit. Like, what? Like, why, why would you punch someone over that? So, I just, you know, I guess, I'm assuming you're just trying to remind everyone, right, Kahi, that we're, we are. Try not to get 
heated yeah. keep a level head because it's very if you're noticing yourself going in that direction you have to be maintain a certain level of self-awareness yeah and if, you, and if, if you can't do anyone that, on the outside looks at this and if yeah. you can't do that go like go get help you know what i mean like there's take there's, a there's, break. there's 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 um, avenues for help there's you can take a break too but if you're worried it's gonna happen again go get help go go ask a family member for help go ask your therapist what have you there are many avenues for you know seeking help but if you continue to let it happen then sure it'll it'll become a problem even more and uh, no i don't think anybody wants that so okay i didn't know about this issue but that sounds pretty intense and i really hope that nothing like that happens again anytime soon or ever but um yeah that's where we stand just you know take care of take care of each other take care of each other be excellent to each other yes Right, that's pretty much. I just wanted to make sure I address it somehow because it seems to be a pretty big deal. I yeah, mean, I have. I haven't been on social violent. media as much, obviously, because of all the stuff going oh, on. Oh, so that's, that's good. probably Please why I didn't continue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably why I didn't <laughs> I know. But my my feed is also like very, very, um, what's it called, tailored to me, and uh, I don't know. I don't really see a lot of that stuff. There's a lot. There's different drama going on that my feed has been showing me, and I'm very kind of over it. But it's. It's whatever. <laughs> this world drama too. That's more important than anything we're nah, talking dude, about. Nah, dude, this is like yeah. this is like <laughs> Mr. Beast involves drama. That's just like okay. I heard about that. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah, I, I'm kind of just like over the whole thing. At first, I was like ah, and then now I'm like eh. So, you know, good luck to everybody trying to do whatever they're setting out to do. Good luck to you. Now, <clears throat> let's move on to our next topic, which is the Archon Quest for Patch 4.2, Chapter 4. Act 3 and 4. Okay, so in Act 3, um, we do have a um, really interesting beginning of the story, which is us going into the fortress of Meripi Meripede? Meripede. Um, Meripede, yes. yes. As, uh, in part as a request by Nivellet to investigate what happened to Child, because Child seems to have disappeared from prison. And, um, you know, we get to see an interaction between the Knave, or Arlecchino, and Farina, the Archon, and Nivellet. And we get to see a bunch of really cool stuff that happens. Now, before I go any further, um, just want to remember and warn you that there will be spoilers, because that is the episode's topic today, is the story. So we will be talking about the Archon quest and the Waterborne Poetry event, which will be over by the time this podcast comes out. Hopefully you did that story. But if you haven't experienced either story, I recommend either doing it or going online and watching it before you listen to our discussion, because we're not going to go over the story in detail. We're just going to talk about our our opinions and uh, our thoughts. Okay, so that being said, Act 3 was us going into the prison, meeting Risley, learning how the prison works, going through this like daytime system thing, and then... Getting free food. Getting free food. Um, and then Act 4 was about the conclusion to the, you know, us being in the prison and investigating Child. We did get to, we didn't find too much, but we did get to uh, hang out with Linny and Lynette and Fremenet a little bit. And <laughs> I like how they do this thing where they make it look like Risley and uh, Sigvin and like all these people are like the bad guys, but <laughs> they're just not. 
And um, then we learn about the truth of the Fortress of Meripede. Wait, how do you say history. her name? Is it Sijuin or Sigvin? How do you say it? I don't know. I I, I don't. I didn't play it in English, so I just say it like. Okay, because in English they're calling her Sijuin. Sijuin. Okay, then Sijuin. Sijuin. There we go. Sijuin. So Sijuin. Um. So Sijuin, Risley, they they make them look kind of like kind of like bad guys. But um, but yes. So that is Acts three and four. We we get to um see Nouvellet use his powers. We get to see him. Well, he like straight up admits to being the the dragon, right? The the reborn hydro dragon, elemental dragon. And um. Wait, Nouvellet's the hydro dragon sovereign. Yeah, I know, right? Surprising. <gasps> no way. I remember the last Dude. episode where you're like, Yo, I, oh I, I don't God, care. He's, he's a dragon. dragon. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we all knew that. <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, he says it actually and is just like, okay, great. Ah, now, he now, said, now, he now said that we thing. have that written down. I mean, look, Paimon didn't know. Okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, I love that. Um, I, lo I love the way it all happened. Anyway, also, I love the, uh, the meeting with uh, the knave that you have to go through in uh, Nouvellet's place. Oof, okay. So, I love how menacing she is. Bro, I love her. Okay, so let's go to, uh, let's talk about, so that's kind of just like what happened, right? We did all the things with the prison. We found out about the history of it and everything. Now, Kahi, what are your, what was your favorite part? Let's just say that. What was your favorite part? Okay, it might sound like uninteresting, but I love the conversation between Arlecchino and Fiorina because you learn a lot. First of all, Fiorina, because you're everyone's trying to figure her out. Like, is she is she really like this? Is she putting on an act? Is she does she have multiple personality disorder? What's the thing in her eye? Does she have a plan? And she's like, I keep everyone knows she has a secret, at least one really big secret that probably she herself doesn't even know. I have a feeling that she, that's the thing what she's that's what it kind of looks like, yeah. It's so interesting because, yeah, Arlecchino just keeps picking her apart with, like, how she's talking to her. Like, Arlecchino is, is very menacing. She's like, she has a great villainous aura. But also, she straight up tried to kill her. <laughs> like, in, in, like, broad, I was going to say broad daylight, but, like, broad moonlight. <laughs> she actually, it was really, it was scary because I was, I was trying to figure out in the trailer like who was the one saying oh please don't kill me like oh wait that's Fiorina's voice oh that's that's pretty that's pretty bad um and you would think that if she was hiding something or some kind of ace up her sleeve or some kind of trump card that she would show it in a time where her life was being threatened but nope even then nothing happened she didn't do anything she was just super scared out of her mind and I kind of feel bad for her I really do because either the secret is something that she is aware of and is probably more scary that if it lets if it gets out at the wrong time or she genuinely doesn't know what's going on and she's just like a she's just a body she's just a place a figurehead um it's not a it's not like i don't like her character it's just she's not as competent as a ruler or she doesn't have like that strong presence like most of the other characters uh, most of the other archons we've seen i mean even nahida had like she was knowledgeable she was smart so she kind of knows her way around things she i mean she was powerful too but i'm i'm really hoping something really big happens where fiorina like surprises us and it's not like oh yeah that's that's a thing 
I, I could do that all along. I, I just hope it's it's leading up to some grand, ex, you know, experience. Mm -hmm. But I just I like that conversation because it it revealed a lot more than just dragging on a conversation to get to the next area. Right. A lot of, a lot of dialogue I feel like is not really necessary, but you can see everyone's reaction to the moment and what's happening. But that was a mo really important conversation. Right. Because um, you saw her without Nouvellet. Nouvellet handled the first one, but now it's just Arlecchino and Fiorina. And you see her just squirm. Right. It, it's, it was intense. For me, that was intense. From like a storytelling perspective, that I like that moment. But what about you? What was like the moment that you really liked or remember from, from the past two acts? <laughs> when... <laughs> When um when Sijuin comes in and knocks out Linny with her <laughs> gun, <laughs> I love that whole scene. She's standing there like, with a gun. I love that whole. Sijuin, what are you doing? That whole thing, that whole like that whole interrogation confronting Risley because Linny thinks he knows that what Risley did and and like Risley like has uh, more or less been putting on an act in a way, but also just been letting them do their own thing. So it's funny. He's like, you, you let you let me escape you know and you let us investigate he's like no like you guys did that i just just didn't do anything like um he he kind of comes off as a bad guy because he knows what everybody's doing and he does he does you know he does do things like he takes lynette and stuff but it wasn't it wasn't in a bad way i guess in a dangerous way he saved fremine but you know but lenny you you're kind of experiencing it from lenny's anger of just like um you did all this. You're, this is all your fault. And he's like, no, like you know, I'm just trying to like not let you guys die, <laughs> and also I don't want you to figure out the secret of this place. Like you shouldn't know that. So uh, um, and then like you know they come in and you know he's like asking you the three questions, like to answer the three questions, and and Shijuin's like, can you just like not do that? <laughs> can you just like not be annoying? <laughs> like she's like sometimes you're annoying, and. Um, you know, he's just dragging it on for theatrics. And I think that that's so funny because I was really excited about Risley and to figure out what kind of character he was to learn more about him because I was really excited about his character. I was really excited about a punchy punch cryo catalyst five star who um, is voiced by Joe Daro from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in Japanese. So, <laughs> you know, what's his name? Joe Zisha? Zisha? No, but I'm talking about the Japanese one. Jo ono Daisuke. Oh, the Japanese one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, but in yeah, Joe Zija in English, I don't I don't know exactly what else he does, but yeah, I mean he does he does fine. Like he does a, he does a great job as Risley, but very good mature voice. I like it. Yeah. The um oh, there's a side note I want to talk about later. But um so basically that's my favorite scene, like where you're you're being interrogated sort of or like um Lin I guess it's the Linny confronts Risley scene. And during the course of that entire scene, uh, Clorinda brings Fremine back from drowning. They like try to save him. Mm -hmm. They bring Lynette back. Like, you know, everything that like Linny thought was happening that was bad was actually not Risley's fault. And in fact, Risley actually helped them. But he, but Risley was playing it like he made it like he was the bad guy. He's like, oh, let your imagination run wild, you know? <laughs> so I don't know. I thought it was mm -hmm. funny. Um, and I love that his like his whole thing about tea. Oh my God. One of my favorite scenes was like when. <laughs> When uh, Risley's like to Clorinda after she saves um, Fermanet, he's like, "You want some tea?" And she's like, "No, I don't want tea." And he, she's like, "If you want I just tea, want a towel." She, no, she's <laughs> yeah, but she's like, "Look, if you want tea, you can just go get some tea. Like, you don't have to ask me because you want tea." And then he's like, 
all right, fine. I'm going to get some tea because I'm going to be making some anyway. You want some? She's like, sure. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what is this what conversation? That's so funny. Like, you know, and so, yeah, they have uh, they have that, that whole thing going on during that one scene. And so I thought it was really funny. It really stuck out to me. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was kind of. I cannot wait for Clarond. I know. I can't wait to see. I cannot wait for her. I'm surprised that we're like getting Farina big... this early, actually. Like, okay. like 4.3, right? Yeah, I thought I thought we would get Clorond like early because she, yeah. like, she mentioned, she uh, Nav- mentioned Navia at too. The same time, dude, Navia is like the too. main character. <laughs> like, yeah, no. Navia is but, more screen time than anybody so far. But like the fact that their banners aren't here yet might m- is most likely going to be because they have more story coming yeah. out later. Oh yeah, that might be even more important. Oh yeah, bigger events, so which is for I'm Navia kind of insane if you think about it. Like how much we already, already had a huge part. Yeah, so like, I'm excited. Yeah, because Navia is awesome. That's great. Um, and also, she's the only Geo character that will have will have been released in two years in Genshin. So, um, you know, we'll see. My God, you're right. It's crazy. There's none in Sumeru. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the so okay. So, what about other thoughts and impressions from the from the story? Now, like you mentioned, like this is not yet predictions. This is just like what happened that stood out to you in the story like um for me too the um like you know the the talks with our like you know the way her demeanor was really stood out for sure um but for example one thing that stood out to me was kind of arlecchino's seemingly realistic uh concern for fontaine and also and also care mm-hmm. for her children quote unquote like I yeah, think, it's genuine. Yeah, it seems genuine, and that's what makes her character so interesting. I think I would be more disappointed if, like, it was all a quote-unquote act, and it was like, you know, like, she can be evil and still care about those things, right? Or she can be a bad guy, so, rather, mm-hmm. and still care about those things. Right. But, you know, if... She can play both sides. Yeah, but if she's going to be, like, um, like, like a child is, who's, like, he's kind of a bad guy, but we've been able to empathize, empathize with him, and he's been able to befriend us, why can't Arlequino do that, right? Obviously, what's her name couldn't do that, Senora. But um, you know, like we, as we meet, and then we, we became friends with freaking Scaramouche, which is like the last person you think you could ever be friends with, and out of the, all the Harbingers. So, what are some other like thoughts and impressions that you have from the story from Act Three, Act Four? So, um, a couple of things. Like one real small one, um, oh, <laughs> ironically. Oh, what a coincidence. It's a, kind of a small detail. I'm talking about a small character. So Sijuin being the, the nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that she she was going to... She had like one thing we didn't really know about her. I mean, she, like you can't just look at a, like a character at face value and say, okay, that's the character. Okay. But it's actually really interesting that her all of her reactions are just tailored from what she sees other humans or how she sees other humans react so like it's not genuine but she's like oh this is how this is how your face would do this is how your face is when you make this kind of expression which means it's this feeling so she's kind of robotic in a way like an android like her she's basing all of her actions and facial expressions because oh this is what this is the effect of a smile oh, so I will smile oh like moments, um you know? the fact that melazines can't Methodical. really relate to uh, human emotion mm-hmm. the same way so that she had right. to like study to get to that level Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I thought that's a pretty interesting way to build a character because it's seemingly unpredictable, but it's it's very methodical how she chooses her emotions and how she chooses to like express them. Because if she's wearing a smile, it's because well I'm masking this 
so that you don't feel bad so that you feel safe so it's almost menacing in a way it's almost like it's almost scary i thought she was going to turn into like a full-on yandere character because <laughs> you know you, you know like the the whole japanese anime trope like the nicest character like the nice nurse turns to be like the most like sadist character who likes violence and everything but i'm glad she's not that bad um but she's a very interesting character uh good to know that there's another healer coming out pretty soon too um as far as like the other standout things and moments or character moments um as far as story goes i okay it's very it's concerning i want arlecchino to be like the next child of tartalia like oh this is their introduction and later on they'll be like a summonable character but then I always got to keep remembering that Signora was a thing and we all know how Signora ended. So I I want to believe that Arlecchino could become a character, a character mm -hmm. that we could roll for. But it's never been hinted yet because we already know Fiorina is coming out. We already know Koran. All the other characters have pretty much been confirmed to be, you know, summonable. Just not Arlecchino. Mm -hmm. So, eh. I, she's important enough where I don't think her demise is soon. It would not make sense if she exits the picture anytime within the next patch or two, unless she does something super far left field. Like she just takes it upon herself to throw Fiorina out and like cast her out and say, you know what? I'm just going to take over the entire country. Mm -hmm. it, I don't think, I still don't know what her plan is. She's just kind of like waiting and hoping, but she's intriguing she i don't know her true motivation because she's an actress she's very good at being manipulative maybe that's her whole mo for for having all the the kids because they're young and impressionable and she can mold them to become like agents of hers so i just as far as like the best most memorable or most important part of the story is that the primordial sea is under the under uh, the prison right it is currently sealed with the magical seal from nouvellet right so nouvellet now just became kind of the seal keeper the gatekeeper so if he he's doing that with magic right now if he if something happens to him that's basically the trigger for the seal assumably the, yeah yeah because we don't know if he's constantly maintaining that or it's just oh i sealed it now it's done right so because he's also really good at masking his emotions too. He's very stoic. Yeah, like, and the rain is still tied to his we, emotions. We will definitely go into maybe in the next episode. Uh, we can talk about Nuvalet's story and Risley's story. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for as far as like the Act Four, Act Three, and Act Four stories, that is a huge thing, right? Like the Primordial Sea is essentially the prophecy. Like we're like you know the Great the, Flood. So the thing is right. Like, we're seeing the prophecy happen. Like, that's the whole point. It's like, they gave us a prophecy at the beginning, and we are slowly experiencing it. And Yeah, so it's understandable why Arlequino's kind of freaked out. Why she's right. like, what's your plan? I, I, mean, I need a plan. I mean, but I meant from us, like, our player view perspective of the mm -hmm. narrative. The, right. na the, the narrative, yeah. Um, like, the main story that we are playing through, um, the events that happen are going to, for sure... Before are being for sure foreshadowed by this prophecy that they keep giving us, and um, you know, I think it's really interesting because, like, <laughs> what was it like, uh, Nivellet when he like seals it, he's like, 
I know this prophecy is going to happen, but not today. And then he seals it. But not today. <laughs> so, you know, now we've only stalled time before the prophecy that is inevitably going to happen happens. And like you're saying, what is the plan, right? And so, you know, we're going to, it's great that we're doing this and that we have not yet seen the live stream because originally I was going to have this be combined with the live stream talk. But now we can kind of speculate because we're going to see the live stream and then we're going to be able to speculate even more, <laughs> right? So, um, like, uh, and, so, and uh, because of drip marketing, Farina should be coming out next patch, which is important because we still don't know anything well, about With Charlotte Farina. too, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, um, but I mean, like, for as far as, like, story-wise, Farina, we still don't know anything about her. So are we going to get a character playable that we don't know anything about? No, they're probably going to, the next patch, explain a lot more about Farina. Now I'm hoping that the next patch doesn't start out with Farina. <laughs> like, I hope we can like play through the story first um, to learn more about her. But I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. But like at the same time, I I just like I'm really excited to find out more about her. Now, like one of the weird things that I always think about is like, Child is introduced as this character. Tartaglia is introduced as this character with like an electro vision, uh, an electro delusion, with a hydro vision, and. Like, you know, we get him as a playable character and he's only playable with his Hydrovision. And I'm like, man, that feels like a waste of like half a character. So I'm, I'm curious at what level of like us getting playable characters who we don't know about yet. Like we don't know things about them yet, like and how that affects the way that their gameplay will be. But I'm hoping that we get some kind of crazy Farina, like, you know, really cool sort of abilities that tie into like what we learn about her in the story that it comes out the same batch. That's what I'm hoping for. You know what I just remembered like when we're talking about like the characters that we didn't know about and then they suddenly appeared and are they important or not? You know it's hilarious uh, when Inazuma came out there was voice lines about Arataki Ito. Oh yeah. And then everyone's like who is this? And we didn't even know who is this guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> and the and then there was a voice line from Raiden Shogun. And then it's like about Arataki Ito, who? and she says, "Who?" <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so that alone just personifies the whole character. Like this is I mean, this is Arataki. It's so it's so great because he's like the biggest <laughs> dork ever, and it's like yeah. they didn't really Five reveal star. him at all. You know, super um, powerful too. Also, the last yeah, like the last Lido. Geo character that came out. <laughs> so, um, you are right oh my god yeah I think you're right yeah isn't that crazy oh yeah yunjin was after yunjin was before that too yeah no he was literally the last the last geo character that wow that's awesome it feels like forever ago um mm. yeah so I that's mean, inazuma yeah dude i was still living in inazuma when that happened <laughs> oh wait hold on um kirara kirara was not in the official like reveal for sumeru but she came out at like the end of it right yeah but kirara's not geo yeah. But she was a four star. I mean, she came out of nowhere, first of all. Uh -huh. Um no lead up, no mention. It's just, hey, look, another cat girl. Okay, that's that's cool, but Oh yeah. There could... Oh, you're talking about like the no warning. Yeah, okay. like characters that receive little to no warning yeah. and then they appeared. And how good are they? Artaki Ito was a I five mean, star. I mean Yunjin we didn't hear four. about until she came out either, like until that pattern. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and she was like a, she played a minor role in the story but wasn't prominent at all but some of these characters they're like side characters so they they don't appear in the main story to assist in any significant way they appear in like event stories so like the next character will probably come up and be mentioned in an event 
like a limited time event. Uh-huh. And then they show up. Oh, Mika was one too. Like Mika oh, showed yeah. up. You're like, what? Who the heck is that? Like very briefly. Yeah. Um, who else was there? What was Jinyan? Uh, Shinyan, I don't, I don't remember. Out? Like, I don't think, I think she was also like, but, was but, but, but like early ago. game was different, right? Like, early game. Yeah, release schedule was different. Early game release schedule was different. Early game like story was so at the beginning that like there were, of course, there were gonna be a bunch of characters we didn't know about, right? Um, but then we got to a point where like, the world was building on itself, and then like, you know, then we see people talking about about Arataki Ito. Like we still see about Varka and stuff like that, right? We still don't know what he looks like, but. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, right? Um, the the theory about like, there's a theory about us going back to Monstat, the second half of Monstat before we go to Natlan. You know about that? I didn't hear much about that. I didn't like. But I know okay, I didn't more hear. I didn't like. I only heard know. this from someone else. But the reason I was thinking this also is because Eula's Eula's uh, mail for you on her birthday. She was talking about Dormant Port. Like the other part of Mondstadt that we haven't been to. Oh, isn't she the? Wasn't she in charge of that port? Yeah, and the thing is, yeah. these characters in those birthday messages—I don't know if you noticed this—but they usually tend to foreshadow where you go next. A little um, bit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, who who's, who knows? We'll see. I think it would be very appropriate considering the way the map looks, um, and how awkward it looks right now, and the fact that like Fontaine technically connects to Mondstadt. So yeah, it'll loop back a little bit. Yeah, so it'll probably loop back, which I think would be super cool. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But uh, but yeah, anyway, in terms of like what um, this story and where it's going, do you have any like predictions for like the story? What you think, what, what you want to see happen, or what you think will happen because of what we've seen so far? Um, a lot of it's going to be focused around Furina. Furina is just from what I can see and how she's behaving in the last conversation I saw. She is oblivious to something, but knows that she has to act like she knows everything. Yeah. So either she's Cuz there's remember she, she's the what is what did the Arlequino said the mm. the um the thing that judges people, I forgot the name of it, the really long French name. The Oratress? Yes, the the Oratress. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that all that. All that. Um <laughs> that the thing. That thing. The great thing. Um it's like building up energy for something and then she's like if you don't know then somebody somebody else knows clearly because it's definitely building mm -hmm. up something so that was like part of the suspicion from Arlequino why Farina doesn't know um what's going on actually so yeah I mean I'm just saying that, like that part reminds me of what you're saying I think she's genuinely afraid because she doesn't know enough so Right. I don't I don't even think Nouvellet knows. Nouvellet knows a lot, but we, most likely he is not the end. He's not the end game like solution. Right. He did but come something, later. Something else right? has to happen. He did yeah. he mm -hmm. came afterwards. So cuz Fiorino was wait. No, no, no. I believe I, I believe I was, that I was going to say Fiorino was alive before Nouvellet. No. Yeah, yeah, he was. She was. No, like the the Archon, the previous Archon was alive before Nouvellet, but like Fiorina came into the picture after Nouvellet. I mean, Fiorina is not like hundreds of years old. Oh well, is she? she is. She's like five hundred years old. Not the hmm, really? Yeah, and then didn't Nouvellet come to was... Fontaine four hundred years ago? 
Yeah, because he's fairly new too. But there, who's the previous Archon? The previous Archon... Egeria? Uh-huh. Okay, because I took a screenshot when, Ries when Risley mentioned the name. Um, when the previous Hydra Archon, Egeria, ruled the land, all convicted criminals from Fontaine were exiled. The people above... Oh, the people drove the criminals away like a wolf pack changing the banished. Um... Egeria. Okay, the name Egeria never showed up in Sumeru. Because remember when we had the... The little, um... The little lake in Sumeru that we had to... There's like that tree that went up into the into the sky and the... What yeah, the, Parari, the Amrita thing. The Parisara. Amritas. Yeah, those little floating creatures. Yeah, the Paris. They were talking the... about the previous Hydra Archon, but I don't think a name... I don't think Egeria showed up then. They, they, I don't think they said Egeria, but they just referred to her as no. the... Um, mm -hmm. the, previous. the previous god. So, okay, yeah, yeah, I guess Fiorina is the... Oh, no, yeah, you're right. Fiorina is old. <laughs> it's yeah. hundreds of years because the... Of Even course. the Oceanids, they, the Oceanids fled when she came into the picture. Right, which I think was like 500 years ago. Mm -hmm. So she had already been oh, in wait, power they... for a while before uh, yeah. before Nivellite showed up. Yeah, I just realized the Oceanids left when Freerina came into the picture. Because they, yeah, what is it? That was, was the, the thing. She didn't, they didn't like how she was running the things or she, they didn't like how. Uh, the, the thing that we heard <clears throat> was that there were, that the, the, that she, that the new Hydro, okay, here. The new Hydrarchon sent assassins after the Oceanids. Does that sound like something that Farina would do? I don't think so. So, maybe... That's an important detail, Maybe no. this other thing... Because remember um, the, the one that you fight in Liyue? The Oceanid? Yeah. She's like, what's this? An assassin from our homeland? And then there's like this whole thing about how um, the Oceanids did not want to follow the new Hydrarchon, and so the Hydrarchon went after them. The new Hydrarchon went after them. It was the new Hydrarchon, Focalors. But Focalors, right now, does not seem like someone who would do that. So there must be another version of Focalors that is, like, more evil, so, um, or something. And um, so, yeah, so we're hopefully going to find out more about that next patch. Do you think it's, like, the same thing where you have Raiden Shogun and A? Like there's like a really super evil version inside like that. Well, remember the the Raiden Shogun thing was not an evil version. It was a it was a puppet that was programmed to do one mm -hmm. thing. Right. And so it's, it was deemed that as like you know not very human like because it wouldn't really empathize with people. But I think we could be facing a similar situation, where there are multiple versions of the actual Archon, and that we're only dealing with one side of it, of of this Archon. And the other side might have a totally different agenda with a totally different plan set into place. Right? Um, because Agaria is allegedly the creator of the Oceanids. Um, but either way, we just know they had a big connection together. But then they all fled once the new Archon came. And, you know, Oceanids are pretty chill. <laughs> like, as we're going to talk about in the new in the new story, there's an Oceanid in the new story, which is really interesting, I think. A uh, way to tie this I, I into might... Fontaine. But I think... I think um, Furina might actually be scared of her other self or that other that other thing. Seems likely. If she if she has another personality or another yeah. entity, she might be scared of that. Maybe she's trying to suppress that. <laughs> and that's has, and maybe yeah. the maybe the Alright, here's here's like a random theory, ready? Um maybe this other Farina is directly tied to the to the coming about of the prophecy. Like either this 
other Farina is the one who created the prophecy and is going to make it come true or something to that effect. And then this current Farina that we see is like trying to suppress that Farina in order to make it not happen because she wants that to not happen. But maybe somewhere along that, the, the her being the Archon, she lost the lost her way in a way and now she just does nothing like she's kind of like this you know doing the theatrics and all this stuff and trying to make everyone love her which maybe she thinks is going to help save them in the future but maybe it doesn't so i, I think we are dealing with like some sort of dual situation we we saw the double farina like inner inner monologue farina when she's like <laughs> i was about to mention that yeah because yeah, that that's a but... unique thing that's not just something they've done in the past they've never done that before so it must be specific to farina in some way I mean, Nahida technically, but you didn't see two Nahidas talking to each other until, like, the very end. Right, but, well, no, that's that's different, right? Like, like what the Farina Well, yeah, but, thing, like, two of the characters talk, the, like, inner monologue. Just yeah, like, the inner monologue personified as a physical manifestation in some way of the same character has not been a thing yet. Like, the two Nahidas was actually two Nahidas. Like, it was actually yeah. her, her her old consciousness data inside the tree, or, or whatever, from her past reincarnation, right? The greater Lord. Yeah, Ruka Devada. Yeah, so... And it, she only appeared that way because it was a form that was comfortable to her. That's what that's what she said, right? Um, like she could have appeared as anything else. So, yeah. So I mean, well, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff to work with there. But um, but yeah. Anything? Any last things you want to say before we move on to the Waterborne Poetry event? Um, I think the. We haven't seen the last of the prison because remember there's still that really huge boat that's being built oh underneath. true yeah that oh. so that's gonna be a big oh thing. no kahi i just i just had a flash forward <laughs> no i just uh, i just had a premonition of like what if um that boat actually gets used and the prophecy happens and that's the thing that mm -hmm. saves all of fontaine citizens is literally that's the that ark boat. yeah like it's the ark that and then we're trying to run away from like the evil farina dude Dude, this is going to be crazy. <laughs> like, I'm just thinking, like, the fact that that exists. I should have mentioned this boat earlier, but yeah. I think because that's at the very end, that's yeah. kind of where we left off. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that was before, like, you know, um, Nivalet sealed the thing and everything that we saw the boat. But, but yeah, it's like... It's pretty big, it's too. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like, because, you know, they kept they kept um, foreshadowing to us that this is going to be the big thing where something happened, right? Like, this is going to be the part of the story with the turning point gonna be something crazy happening now i wouldn't be surprised if they did something with that boat and the prophecy to where it's so close to coming true and maybe even some people like actually dissipate or die or whatever but they actually save a lot of fontanians with that boat and the current fontaine court and court of fontaine just get totally destroyed sinks yeah Zone wide change. Everything's underwater now. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping something crazy happens that that changes the entire mapping of the world. You know what I mean? Of like Fontaine. So it technically could work because Fontaine's currently lifted above the it, ocean. Right. So if there is the great flood or if anything kind of if there's a catastrophe, it just sinks to actual like sea level. I wonder if like, you know, the fact that like they're above like that and then there's like the fortress and they go down. If like this space that is lifted up underneath is where the primordial sea is, like that, there's just like a whole layer that we don't know about. Well, um, from what we know, like as far as like if Genshin, I mean, taking like technic, like 
technicalities or the technology behind it and the mechanics of how the game works. The biggest zone, open world zone change is mostly just concentrated into a small area. Yeah, I think well, let's in let's well, the desert. Well, the, here's the thing, right? They did that, but like, let's say that their plan all along was to do this. Like, let's say that Fontaine is like kind of as empty as it is in a way because they plan to just scrap it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, it, and it wouldn't be like the entirety of the Fontaine region. It would be like, like I would imagine like the entire court of Fontaine flood or something like that. You know, the rest of the region would be yeah, virtually a part could work, right? Yeah. Because swimming is swimming is just a way of traversing like the the open world. Yeah. And they just bring like the the visual aspects of it to like above. <laughs> it sounds simpler than I'm making it to making it out to be, but yeah, just you could I can imagine swimming around in the city of Fontaine. Yeah, I'm 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 really really curious to see if they do anything really drastic and shocking to us as the player like oh my god i can't believe they did that like i really want to see that you know what i mean um the biggest change i've ever experienced was you can turn off like the the cloud effect from the 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 pyramid in the desert oh yeah 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 you can just straight up turn it off i mean also the um, um the, the big flower the tree like the, the big flower tree. Yeah. yeah that one too so yeah dude um, that would be so cool. Well, let's see what happens. And um, hopefully hopefully it happens next patch. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so let's talk about the Waterborne Poetry event. You finished this event, you said, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a nice, quaint, yeah. fun little story about Th poems. That still somehow ties into Fontaine, which I think is so interesting. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so cool little revelation at the end, too. Quick that summary, nice. right? Quick summary. Um. We, uh, Mondstadt and Liyue are hosting a uh, joint neighboring countries poetry event to share the arts and to just hang out and meet new people, hosted by Venti and Hu Tao, because I like how they specifically mentioned at the end of the Last Lantern, right? They, um, they were like, wow, you're pretty good at poetry. And they're like, yeah, you too. Let's hang out and do poetry sometime. That's this event. <laughs> this event is because they said, let's do poetry next time we hang out. And it's funny because, like, you know, Hu Tao doesn't know that uh, Zhong Li is a god and Venti's a god. <laughs> so, um, and uh, so, yeah, so we're having this event and we have Mika, Noel, Xing Cho, Chong Yun. Um, who else? Uh, Dayona. And anyone else that participated that I didn't say yet? I mean, Zhong Li was technically there at the end. Okay, so we had Mika, Noel. Uh -huh. You had the. Shingcho, Chongyun, Tiona, Tiona, playable character. I mean, we have Venti and Hu Tao, obviously. No right. other playable character. Okay, no. so then yeah, then I guess that was it. And then we have the uh, the new Ocean Age. Oh Zhao. Oh Zhao was there, kind of, kind like, of briefly. <laughs> yeah, he was there as much as Zhongli was, almost. Um, so yeah, we have um, all these characters come together. We have this new girl who has glowing blue eyes. Who you know, if you've played the um. Bottle Land event, you'll know immediately is an Oceanid. And, you know, Paimon also suspects that at one point, too. And you're like, hey, is she an Oceanid because her shoes are glowing? <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a whole story that happens, and um, you go through some fun riddles and things, and then you find out that this girl, the Oceanid, is actually the spring fairy of the little spring in Springvale. And she talked to Timmy, was his name? 
What's that? No, not Timmy. Wait, what's his name? The guy? Finch? Finch, sorry. Finch, yes. Finch, um, who's there always talking about talking oh, to Oh, if fairies. Timmy showed up way back then, that would have been mind-blowing. <laughs> He's actually important <laughs> oh, to the lore. No, okay, so he was there 500 I, years I, ago. I feel like it'd be really funny <laughs> if they if they made him, like, wrote him into, like, some major lore story thing, too. Um... But yeah, so Finch is there, who's always there talking to the fairy, and you think he's kind of like some crazy old man, like when you just talk to him as an NPC normally. And then you find out, you meet that fairy, you find out, um, in this event. And, you know, she's going through some stuff. If you played it, you know. Um, and the interesting thing is that she, you know, she gave Deona the blessing for her to always make delicious drinks no matter how bad any of the ingredients that she puts in is and Deona always saw it as a curse and um you know but now she's like kind of thinks differently of it and then which makes makes Chung Yoon start thinking of his gift slash curse differently he's like maybe it is a gift um his like pure yang spirit that scares evil spirits away um so very interesting like backstory stuff happening for specifically those two characters diona and chung yoon which i think is just like so random but also really interesting um but yeah it was it was really interesting so like what was uh what was your favorite part of this uh, of this event kahi it's it's nice to see well definitely the ending obviously because the entire time you're just you're making poems you're going out to the open world just walking around and enjoying the company of all these characters you haven't seen in a while um but yeah the ending where you find out that the oceanid Traveled from Fontaine, settled in the Springvale, and kind of became a folklore legend. And then, you know, you get to see her come back and, you know, tie off some loose ends with uh, an old character. It was, it was nice. It was a nice, pleasant story. Good, wonderful surprise. It's not like groundbreaking where it it solves like a lore problem or a loophole or like a, a hole in the lore. And it just everything's solved now but it's nice it's a really fun contained story which a lot of these a lot of these limited time events really have to be because it's going to go away and you don't want something super important to just be locked behind a limited time event you know looking at you albedo <laughs> <laughs> um, but i really i really do like these self-contained stories where they're they're really interesting in itself but if you miss it totally fine it's fine it's like you pick up a book you never read it you know in the game you pick up all these like items and you don't read act the actual story some of them actually have do do have like animated cutscenes too by the way um but it's 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 nice i like these events because genshin is a story driven game like genshin is always going to have a really good storytelling whether you like the dialogue or not or you feel like it drags on or not it's a really fun story and you get to experience it in bit by bit that evolves over time so it's it's really fun i like this yeah for me like i also just i really liked how chill the event was in general like um you know because what's happening in fontaine is pretty serious like you like make no mistake it is a very serious thing to be scared about the death of all your people and your entire nation but um you know like at the same time we have this other event going on here and it's about poetry and the arts and really really cool to see characters from different nations interacting with each other and like i think that it's really cool to um kind of shed light on like a semi background world building aspect like this whole spring of springvale the spring fairy of springvale thing 
uh, like it's such a um, you know, it's such like a it could be a throwaway thing that's just like oh yeah there's like a legend that like there's a fairy that lives here and this guy always talks to her but nobody's ever seen it so he's probably just crazy like that guy uh, and that guy's story is like this like I mean this event isn't about that but this event ended up becoming about that halfway through you know we got the fun stuff out of the way and then we learned about this backstory thing and it's just so interesting and especially when it's involving the oceanids and like um Diona's like actual like something like Diona Diona and but also Chung Yoon in a way but Diona mainly um something that's like a core aspect of her character that we didn't really know much about and I think it was just a really cool event to like shed light on that um I was not expecting it at all and it kind of came out of nowhere but uh, I'm really um, happy for it it's technically like the anniversary event too Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see like Diona not acting always upset all the time. I know. It's, it's, it I, it gets I liked Diona more after this event. Uh, that, that's, Calm Diona that's, is best Diona. <laughs> that, that's that's what I that's what I also learned is that I I liked Diona. Happy cat, best cat. After they after they did this um, event and it's really cool. So I haven't done. Wait, does she have a hangout? Because I have not done her hangout. I think she does. I think she does. Yeah, she has yeah. like. I haven't done her hangout, endings? but um, now I want to do her hangout because. You know, and I know it'll be different because I know that's before that you learn this information, but at the same time, knowing this context and then seeing how she was before and then like how she is now after this event, I think it's really cool. So I, I like that part of it. Um, did you have any other like random thoughts or impressions about the story that you or about this event that you liked? Um, just even mm. it could even be like, what was your favorite mini game? Oh, the <laughs> the Bomberman one. <laughs> Not really the Bomberman, like mini game but like you have to choose the geometry of the bomb oh, oh that was a dodoco bomb that's a dodoco one yeah that's yeah. different um i like that one though. okay was, oh yeah we totally missed that uh, the darts was that. pretty cool darts was fun um the the picture combat one. event the picture one those are the three that, darts, combat. i picture. think i do like the picture one the best because you had to find you had to actually like turn your camera to find the angle because yeah. you know, it's not just in the frame of your camera the painting was kind of like stretched out but then you had to go to that spot and turn to find the different yeah you know, missing angles yeah, of it. Yeah, it wasn't like so that's nice. <clears throat> it wasn't um like the distance scaling wasn't accurate to like the picture, like to mm-hmm. where the things are. Right. But it's the field it's, of view. It's done in a way that's like the, and a lot of places do this, right? Like they take the landmarks of a space and then they like push them into a small picture so that you can kind of get a feel for the entirety of the place, but it makes it feel more busy. They do a lot of things like this for Japan. Because in Japan, uh, if you look at like a map of the railroad or something, for example, like the like Japan, um, <laughs> how do I explain this? Any place in Japan that's meant for tourism has a map like this. It's a map that has, uh, it's a picture that looks like, uh, it looks like you're looking at one scenery, but it's just actually different landmarks um, and things that this area is known for mashed together into like one picture so you can get like a quick glance at everything that this place has to offer and that's kind of what they do with these pictures they i don't i'm sure there's a name for it or like a technique for it or something but um i thought it was interesting because um it was a nice way to just remind you of the the really nice scenery and landmarks that exist in these earlier areas of the game um, and you know, it's been a while since we've like gone back, gone back to Monsat and Leeway. So why not? Right? Pretty cool. 
I actually found like two chests in Mondstadt that I didn't get <laughs> because I was trying to find. Bro, it was in I, Storm I, 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 when I was streaming, I found three chests right next to where the event was happening, <laughs> like in that area in between Mondstadt and Leeway, like where everybody was on the wooden docks or whatever. Like there was just three treasure chests like down on the uh, near the water that I didn't see, and I was like, "What? What? The heck? I already have it like 100 percent it." <laughs> so like, or what, or something like that. I don't know. It was funny, but yeah, where was yours in the Storm Terror place? Yeah, the Storm Terror area because if, there's no like teleport near it, and most of the quests kind of took you into the other uh, opposite directions, anyways. But uh -huh. this is kind of towards the outer the outer edge. Do but... you have it 100 percent it like Monsat? I don't think it's 100%. I think there's two areas in Mondstadt that it's 100% and the oh. others are like 90. I see, I see. You haven't you haven't quite done that yet, huh? Like the 100%. No. I I have no. Mondstadt and Inazuma 100%. But there's still random treasure chests just like around. So, you know, that's just how it is. But uh but yeah, I mean, this event was great. It was a nice refreshing little break from the seriousness of what's happening in Fontaine. And um obviously it all had voice acting so that was that was that was fantastic um all right so let's get started with our community question discussion okay so last week's question was if you could live in one town in fontaine where would you live and why kahi where would you live and why in fontaine i mean if i were to go with this question like literally or like specifically there's i want to know if poisson uh -huh. as the next town or village area there's also like the area below fontaine there's the melazine um, there's place like the, there's poisson the melazine there's mm -hmm. the um there's the court of fontaine there's the i, mean, I can't you can't really live in the where like the upper epoches yeah the upper epoches is <laughs> it's just like a building it'll be nice but um there are like okay there are actually some houses near like in the op in the in the open field, right? But it's not like a named town, but it's like kind of kind of overrun by Gardamex. I well, I do really really like Fontaine itself because it just there's like a the way the whole city is kind of like laid out. There's it seems like there's like some living quarters, and then there's like some shops, and then there's the the blacksmith, and then there's the uh, the I guess the coffee the cafe mm -hmm. I probably want to live right around the corner of that cafe that area Same. just seems really nice I know yeah I mean yeah I like that spot I would like undeniably live in Fort Court of Fontaine like I'm like a big city person so I would mm. I would just love to live there there's so much convenience to be had uh, but yeah let's see what everybody else is saying so on Discord. Um, enjoys Genshin too much. Says, I would live in the Melazine village as it seems so tranquil tranquil and peaceful. I could really do better art there. Also, I would be under some certain person's protection. Haha. <laughs> yes, a story quest. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Bookworm says, I like the house on a mountain with a garden. Oh yes, this place the, with the dogs. The don't step on the flowers place. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> um, I love those dogs too, man. I would definitely get a Fontaine dog. Um, Gilak says, If the harbor is a town, my in my headcanon it is, then I would love to live there. It looks peaceful and just a ride away to get onto the city. Nice. Um, I'll choose the little, the little house where... Oh, Willow says, I'd choose the little house where Earnshaw is at. 
and the flowers because it's in the woods high up close to the ocean reminds me of the redwood forest area in northern california nice fox with wings says if i were to live somewhere in fontaine since sumeru would be my first choice it would probably be one of those two houses facing each other on the south of Belu of the south of the Belu region. First, because they're on plain terrain. I live on mountainous terrain in real life, and I'm tired of climbing uphill and downhill all the time. Ugh, and, I feel that. Yeah. Oh my God, Kahi, your place is like freaking, actually just a mountain. Steep hills, yeah. zigzagging. And the second, because the houses themselves are lovely and close to the beach too. Maybe I could be friends with baby seals. Also, there is a handy water teleport device on the roof, so I can visit my BFF neighbor whenever I need a cup of sugar. Nice. <laughs> uh, Is that what the kids call it nowadays? Oh, we need a cup of sugar. Um, Cloudy says, definitely Corte Fontaine. The architecture is beautiful, and I love the city. Plus, you can visit Baguette every day. Ha <laughs> ha, Baguette the doggy. Hold on, hold on, hold we? Salido says, I live under the starting statue of seven. My assumption is a bustling hub of trade with Sumeru residents who escape the desert. I could sell Fanta. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's it for Discord. What about um, Spotify, Kahi? All right. So Spotify says uh, username is Smug. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a Smug username. So Smug. What a Smug. All right. So Smug says the Court of Fontaine itself. The city is more my speed. Nice. Uh, Kamisato Jr. <laughs> says <laughs> the Court of Fontaine because you can get everything there. Um... Uh, also, please do more Harbinger questions because I'm a Harbinger nerd. We really should do like a revisit to Harbingers. Uh, well, well, it has been a while since that. Well, I nice. think there's going to there's gonna be some like major Harbinger stuff mm -hmm. in the story like during this 4.0. So maybe we'll wait a little bit. We should. Okay. I, we should definitely revisit Harbingers like after Fontaine because usually like usually like the one of their Harbinger stories oh, right. kind of in wraps between, up at the end as well. The, Just like yeah, at the end of every Il chapter. Totore, yeah. Right? I want to see Capitano too, because he's kind of on his way to another country. I think Natlin. Um, next one, Veronol says, uh, Aranus or oh, Elenus, Elenus the big dead dragon bones. Elenus because it's so cool. Yep, that dragon is huge. Takes up a really big part of that map. Um, Aiden says the Court of Fontaine, specifically by the cafe. Yep, exactly, by the cafe because I really like the patio area. Nice. We'll, we'll all be neighbors. Awesome. <laughs> we'll all be neighbors. Yes. Uh, Sophie Shear says I would want to live near the Opera Epiclase. Yeah, I do want to live near there too. It's just yeah. there's no houses. Yeah. Well, let's just uh, make houses. Let's petition to to make mm -hmm. houses. Yeah. That'll be a gadget. You just make a house right there. Oh, no one says they want to live in the Fortress of Meripede. <laughs> Well, they well, sorry, Sophie wants to live near the Opera Epiclase so I could go watch the Ice Wind Suite all the time. I love just sitting in the chairs around the arena and watching them dance. It is stunning. Aww. It is actually really cool. I did I did stare a little bit when I first saw them. I wanted to know like what their pattern was or do I like hit them from afar? Do I just watch? It's it's a really nice performance. Um Next up, K.O. says, I love that place at the end of the Narcissus and Kroot's quest. Oh, yeah. It's also pretty It's pretty and calming. I don't know if we can still visit, though. I don't think so. I don't think we can get back into that because no. that was like a magical realm. Yeah. Some some weird magic to it. Maybe eventually. I took I took some pictures. Um, Shallon says, I don't know what it's called, but I like the northwest corner of the map where the dog quest is. Dog quest. Wait, hold on. 
I don't know if I did this one yet. But so the north. Oh, I think that's the corner. one with the with the dogs with the don't step on the grass. Oh, the same place. One. Everybody yeah. likes that place because it's like one of the only places that's like a habitable area that's like looks like someone can live outside of the city. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. the other yeah. houses are just like destroyed melazine houses or something. Yeah, yeah, I can see that one now. Yeah. Uh, next up, the princess in their says, I think I'd live in the Mirasi village because I really like the melazines. Yes, no melazine hate. Hashtag no melazine hate. She didn't say that, but I just put the hashtag. I, in I there. see. Um, oh, by the way, if you if you smack talk any melazines in the Discord, you're just banned automatically. No oh, appeal. Oh, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Lulu. <laughs> Lulu says, probably just in the main town, but if I could, maybe in the melazine home place thingy. It, it does. Okay, that whole place has like some different types of scenery. Some are really nice. Some it's kind of kind of dark and dreary and bony. It's it's cool, but. It's meant for melazines. It's really small. It's really, it, uh, it's kind of claustrophobic in a way. Mm -hmm. it, it's cool, but it's it's meant for like the little people. Uh, and last thing is, Quiet Gem says the city. It's really pretty. Yes, the court, very poetic. Yes, the court of I like that. Mm -hmm. All right, and that'll be all for Spotify. All right, what's our and for next, next week? week? Yes. Okay, next week's question is. If you made a movie, what four playable characters would you cast to act in your movie? And of course, what kind of movie is it? So come up with four actors that you would cast for your movie and kind of tell us maybe what genre, what kind of movie it is. Come up with a plot if you want. You have a, you have a whole week to think about this one, right? So, Josh, would you like to introduce our final segment? All right, so let's move on to our last segment, One Last Wish. Alright, Kahi, are you ready to make your one last wish? I'm torn between Risley or Venti. Oh yeah, you don't have Venti. Uh I don't have either. Oh man, you gotta kind of gotta pick, go for an Archon though. It's the Archon. Yeah, so, yeah. I, like as much as I like Risley, if I didn't have Venti, I would probably go for Venti too. Yeah, and I don't need the weapons. So Yeah, not at all. Okay, Venti. Let's see. What pity are you at, do you wish know? In Hmm? You know what pity you're at? Uh, I think I'm 30? 30, 30 into pity? Okay. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Venti, wish incoming. And it is blue. Do you have any blue characters? No? Three-star characters? I don't think so. I mean, Chung Yun's blue. <laughs> yeah, I got a Harbinger of Dawn sword. But Ooh. I got 15 Stardust, which is great. Alright, your turn. Alright, so I'm gonna be rolling on Risley on my on my Asia account. And I'm at like forty pity and the last thing I got was Nivellette, so um on fifty fifty still. So let's see what happens. Meow It's blue. <laughs> and it is Thrilling Tales of Dragon Slayers. Oh, that's actually really good. It is, but you know how many freaking... It <laughs> used to be really good. You know how many freaking Thrilling Tales of Dragon Slayers I have? So many. 20. Way more than that. Um, but yeah, it's just... Uh, whatever, it's a good one. Anyway, that wraps up the show for today. Thanks for listening. And if you have time, please leave us a comment and a review. We'd really appreciate it. Don't forget to join the Discord as well. The link is in the description. 
Uh, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. Follow us on Twitter, once again, at Genshin Guys Pod, or me at JSide Gaming, or Kahi at Kahiao, K-A-H-I-Y-A-O. Kahi also has a YouTube with the same name, so go ahead and follow that as well if you would like to. And um, once again, I have a Ko-Fi active. The link is in the description if you would like to uh, donate to help keep the podcast going. You know, all this effort that we put into it really goes into... It really comes back into the community anyway. So if you would like to support me, that would be really, really great. And I would appreciate it so much. You can donate anonymously or you can put your name and I can give you a shout out. Thanks again, everyone. And as always, Ad Astra Abyssosk. Hoshitoshin o mezase. Enjoy. <laughs>